Welcome. It's time to remap your mind. If you are ready for some mind remapping, deep food for thought, metaphysical, spiritual vitamins for your soul, you are most definitely in the right place. This podcast is all about empowering our community to go deeper, touching topics that most people may not think to think about with everyday real heroes who are trying to make a difference in our world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, master NLP and hypnosis practitioner and trainer, author, speaker, and coach, and founder of the Mind Remapping Nation. I am here to motivate, empower, and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom, and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good morning for some. Y'all know me, I'm Dr. Maisha, founder of the Mind Remapping Academy. So today, uh, and I, I've been promising you all this for the duration, we're going to talk a little bit about values. Um, if you want to know what motivates us, what motivates people, what motivates you, then you take a look at your values. And, and if you want to know why sometimes you get pushed off, drawn off of a path um, that you've been on, or why a certain path that you're on after a big life change stops working for you, take a look at your values. And so our values, you I mean, know, people have different uh, context for what values are. And, and, and so we have like surface values, we have our surface values, and then we have um, our deeper subsurface values, values that are just on the surface, and then we have our deep, deep core belief values. And um, our core values, those are the things that really drive us, like core unconscious values, those are the things that really drive us. And so at our deepest, what we're motivated by are these these deep beliefs that usually get installed somewhere in our early years. So a little bit more about the levels of values. You have values from the from the the level of self, and these are our core deeper values that motivate us. But you also have values at the level of community, society, and the world, and. When we talk about values in that way, sometimes I refer to them as values levels. And values levels are like how we think that also determine the way we do the things, why we do the things we do. So a lot of times people will have these behaviors or you'll be on a path um, or like as a mom, <laughs> our children will do certain things and, and we won't understand why. Or we'll be talking with someone about something maybe trying to sell a program, maybe trying to motivate an employee. And if we're not speaking into their values, then it'll just go over their head. Um, another thing is um, someone might be at a job, be at uh, a company or be a partner, be in a partnership. And then all of a sudden without warning, they did. Why? It might have been because of values violation. So when we talk about the things that motivate us at our deepest level, we're talking about these values. 
Now, sometimes people create values like, oh, what's important to me is, is you know, money. What's important to me is, you know, providing for my family. What's important to me is um, looking good. Those can be values at the surface level. But when we start to look at the deeper level of values, we're looking at things like um, integrity and, and feeling loved and accepted and, and happiness. So a lot of times those deeper level of values, they're a lot more what we call high chunk. They're a lot more um, general speaking than they are the specific long phrases. <clears throat> those specific long phrases, if you dig deep enough, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how you discover your own values, but if you dig deep enough, those long phrases get shorter and shorter and shorter until you start to get themes. And if you want to get to the core of what motivates you or motivates someone else, you're going to get those themes. The themes are the things that are at our deepest core. Now, our values can either be toward something or they can be away from something. And it's important to know, and you've often heard me talk about if you distinguish moving toward a goal versus moving away from a, a pain point, right? And there's a difference because you will be motivated if you're moving away from something, you'll be motivated only as long as you're uncomfortable. And then when that discomfort goes away or when discomfort goes away, then people tend to take their foot off the, the gas. When you're motivated towards something, then typically you keep your foot on the gas until you achieve that goal. And a lot of people who are toward motivated usually have a goal after that. So it's important to understand sort of these big concepts as we sort of dig into, well, how do you even get your values? So I'm going to tell you a story about <clears throat> how this like looks in real life. So for me, as you know, I am, I have uh, this, I'm in my second ish, third career. And um, one of the things that was, was, was a catalyst for my career change for me to step out of clinical medicine was um, that there was a shift in my values. And the, the shift was this. So I, I had spent all of my life, by the way, I had my son when I was 39. And so my son's, you know, he's school age. He'll, he'll, he's seven and a half. I spent my entire life of my career. And for a long time, where that was my biggest value, like really being success and being successful in my career and making enough money and being stable and finding like those types of things were, was, were like my higher values. And so those are my highest values that the, the career, those were the things that was the thing that motivated me. But as soon as I um, found that I was pregnant with my son, that was a huge life change that shifted, that began to shift my values. So sometimes we think that we're, when we're, we're, these values are installed and we're born with these types of beliefs and values that they can't be changed. Now, by the way, beliefs are clustered around values. So sometimes we will have beliefs that are based on these core values. Like one of my big core values is integrity. That is doing what you say you're going to do, telling the truth. Um, and when you're not going to do what you say you said you're going to do, making a new agreement. So I have a set of beliefs around that. And that those beliefs and that value drive my behavior, significantly drive my behavior. And so it's important to understand 
that uh, those beliefs that you have are driven by your core values. And if you sh and if you shift the value, the beliefs will begin to shift as well. So when I do work one-on-one -on -one with people and we start to discover what their values are, as we get rid of the negative conversations, the limiting beliefs and decisions and, and work with the values, we start to see the beliefs change and state, stay shifted. And, and also we uncover what the true values are in the process. So when I got pregnant with my son, my values shifted almost immediately. It was, I was, you know, 38 at the time. And, and I knew that um, maybe I was 30. Yes, I was 38 at the time. And I knew that I had spent my entire life in my career, but I really wanted to something else. Like I was committed to being the kind of mom that could be free to be wherever I need to be to be with my son. And uh, I felt like it was time. And so that significantly shifted my values, which shift, which motivated me to look for how can I create that scenario? Now, you remember we talked about last time putting, putting stuff in your future, putting goals in the future, putting visions in the future. So I, I you know, had to really get to the core of well, what, is, what is it that my core values are now? Not when I was in med school, not when I was in residency, but now. And what I discovered was family and freedom and autonomy and flexibility moved way up. Now, autonomy and flexibility, I think, were always there. But flexibility and, and moved way up in the chain and family became number one. Uh, now, you know, like I said, integrity and, and all of that, those are like, still big ones, but that's what I'm telling you. And then like families, like right after that, if I were to listen my values, that would be right at the top. And so what that did was that created a scenario where I was like, okay, time to, time to sell my practice. And it wasn't for money. It was for, I got to get out. I got to get out so I can be with my son. I can be the mom that I envisioned that I would always be. So that, that, that's how strong values are as a motivator strong enough to have you turn your life around, upside down. Let's talk about how that works with other people because, and especially I like to talk about how this works as a, a parent, but also as a business owner, as a, as a person who leads teams, values is significantly important. When I used to, to, to manage people like in my business, in my, in my former business, in my practice, as I interviewed them, one of the things that I always asked was what's important to you about this position? What's important to you about what I do as an integrative medicine physician? What's important about that? And in doing that, I would get to hear what the values were and then whether they align or not. We're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about alignment of values because it's very important when you're, when you're going, walking your path, but also when you're listening for whether or not there's compatibility or incompatibility in relationship. And that's any relationship. That's business relationship, employee, employer, uh, romantic, friendship. You know, alignment of values is very important. So I would ask them, what is it about this job that's important to you? And then I would listen. And sometimes I go a little deeper than that. So for example, I was, I was uh, chatting with an organization who uh, we're about to do some, um, some potentially do some, some DEI consulting. And one of the things I always ask is what's important to you about the work? What's important to you about 
um, getting this strategy. And then when they tell me, I say, well, what's important about that? So the person said, well, what's important about DEI strategy is, is having a structured framework for sustainability. And I said, well, what's important about that? Then we went a little deeper, right? The sense of belonging and accountability and so that this work will sustain long after the roles um, change. And then I said, well, what's important about that? So it's it's important as you think about, as you ask about, as you elicit these values in yourself or in your others to not stop at that surface level because you'll really start to get the core of what people believe in and what's important to them. And then what's important to, is, is to speak inside of that. Now, um, I'm going sp to speak as a parent now because I love, you all know, I love talking about my son. You know, one of the things as parents that we, we, especially as old school parents, I talk, you know, there's this distinction. We got these old, we got like old school, I'm a Gen X raised by a boomer. And, um, and so, you know, my foot is on the line between, you know, this, this old way of thinking and this, this new way of being. And so um, I, I always, as I learn this work, I always apply it to my parenting. I actually teach this in my trainings. I teach a lot about how to apply this to your, to your, um, your kids in their relationships, your kids and your parenting to make things a lot easier with your kids. So um, with my son, one of the things I always ask him is what's important to him about, like it, whatever it is, right? So with grades, for example, my son, you know, he's in first grade, but he's, he's already has a mindset of excelling and getting straight A's. But I asked him, I asked him what's important about that? Like what is important about you making good grades? Because I want to know. And, and what, what that will do is it will give me information on how to motivate him when he's not feeling like doing his homework or when he's, um, you know, wanting to go play first or whatever. And we never have a problem with homework, but it's just one of the things that I ask. Uh, what's important to him about Kung Fu? What's important to him about Kung Fu? He was, oh, I want to get my next sash. And that's important for me to know because if, if I know that what's important to him about Kung Fu is getting to the highest sash, I mean, he's seven, so that would be, you know, about right. Then I can motivate him to practice by speaking into the fact that what's important to him is to get that next sash. If you want to get that next sash, you need to practice your forms, you need to practice your combos, you need to practice your applications, you need to make sure your, your, your punches are tight, your forms are tight, right? So this is the way I communicate with him so that it, it, pretty much eliminates the resistance of, I don't wanna, right? What's important to you about um, our relationship? He loves love and hugs and all of those things. So it's, it is it, a parent even, when you're speaking into the listening of your child, it dissolves the resistance a lot of times, you know, kids will be kids, so it's not perfect. But for the most part, it makes your household a lot um, more peaceful of a household. So you see all of these various areas where values come into play. And let's talk about what happens when values aren't aligned, particularly in relationship to one relationship to another. So I'll, I'll share with you, you know, one of the, when I first got into, uh, came out of residency, um, I actually, uh, it, it really started even before then, like how I got on this path of, really being outside of the box in what I do, because I always have been. And, you know, when I, I graduated from residency back in 2004, before integrative medicine was a big thing and before it was a, actually a, a American board specialty. But 
what drove me was sort of my value to want to sit with patients and get to know them and create relationships and actually get to the root cause of their illness, right? So that's what drove me. And, and one of the reasons I couldn't stay inside, I couldn't work inside of the, 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 uh, the, the, con how do you say, the traditional system that we now have of, of medicine, like the, the big box system, was because there was, a, there was a misalignment of values. So anywhere that you are, where there's a misalignment of values or a values violation, you will not stay. If you're wondering why, you know, perhaps you're going from um, job to job or, or you're jumping from out, from out of the flame and into the fire, so to speak. When I, used to, when I used to do a lot, a lot of work with career transition and, and physicians, one of the things that was uh, very common was for docs to tell me that, well, they went from this job to this job and they thought it was better at first, but then it ended up being more of the same. And then they are ready to leave that job and go to the next job. And one of the reasons is because if you don't consider um, the values of the organization that you're stepping into inside of a, an interviewing process, uh, then you'll step into something that eventually will violate your values. And then when that happens, excuse me, when that happens, it'll be time to go. Uh, so as, as you're looking at um, relationships, particularly, you know, business relationships and romantic relationships, um, you want to ask people what's important to them. Um, when in, in relationships, dating relationships particularly, uh, one of the first conversations, one of the things you listen for, now you can ask the question and you can like, you know, informally elicit someone's values, but you can also listen. As a person talks, the more you are in dialogue, this is why it's so important to have dialogue with people, to be in conversation with people, because the more you listen and the deeper you listen, the, the more you begin to hear what's important to people at the core level, because they'll it'll come up over and over again in conversation across themes or context for one's life. In relationship, it's important to understand what's what is what is important, what's important about family, what's important about children, what's important about money, what's important about, you know, uh, the, the environment in which you live in, the city. Right? I'm, I'm working with a, a doc who is has having a major life change and a, a very positive one. And in making this life change, the first thing I ask is what's important to you about moving to another city and you know, revisiting the the values of what she wants in a in a job and a career and how things have shifted. So, in when you're in relationship, you want to look at those because where the values are misaligned, that will create the deeper problems. Even if you can't see it right away, you know, it's tempting to hear that there's a dissension of values and say, "Well, you know, it can work out." Like over time, they'll change. Core values don't change unless people want them to change unless a person is specifically doing the work to shift that, those values, um, to reorganize and hierarchy those values, it will not change. So if you're, if you're interviewing a person for a job, if you're a coach interviewing a client, if you're a, a person who's dating, um, then you might want to consider that the values won't change unless the person wants them to change. So you take that stuff at face value. 
And you can always have the dialogue about these dissension of values and see what happens next. Again, communication is everything. Um, in terms of like, if you're already in, let's say, let's say you're in a relationship or you're in a company and you, and you already have a relationship with people. And for the most part, the values are pretty concordant, but then there are some little things that, um, that need to be shifted in order for you to really get into flow. When you really want to get into flow in a, in a, in a relationship, in a company, in a family, you align your values. And, and what that means, it doesn't mean that someone else's values become your values or your values become someone else's values. Alignment means in sync. So you come up with a set of, of values um, for a particular thing together. So let's say you're, the, you know, again, I can speak about this in multiple multiple domains, in family, in, in relationship, in organizations. So from an organizational perspective, boards, um, C-suite, you know, if you are, are organizing around a particular goal or vision, you might want to elicit values for that goal or vision, right? What's important about that goal or vision and have everybody aligned with that. So with that there's a particular process that can be done that, that aligns everyone's values. And, um, and then what that does is it takes a person, it takes a group from storming to norming. So if, you, if you're in business and organization, if you're in teams, uh, even in families, it's this way as well. Groups go from forming, right? Coming together, forming to storming. That's like an adjustment period. And then uh, norming, which is like really kind of getting in the groove and then performing is when you're in sync. And so aligning values takes you from that storming to norming and takes you from norming to performing. Um, and this, and this again, cross-contextual, if you're in a family, let's say you're, you know, family, everything's going well, but you guys want to just be completely in sync on a few things. You can actually align your values. And, um, and I've seen it done and I've seen the performance go out of the box with that. So it's important to, to understand that concept of alignment of values. Um, now I wouldn't probably do the process of alignment of values unless you're in a relationship, in a, in a type of relationship, whether personal or business, where you've been in that relationship and you just want to go from good to even better, right? Or from storming, like adjustment, quickly all the way through norming and performing. All right. Um, yeah, I think that you, you, have to, you have to take the time in relationships to get to know each other and those personal relationships to get to know each other before you start you know, creating alignment of values. But if the values are mostly aligned, then you know that's actually a good sign. If you're aligned on 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 most things, then you know that's like actually a good sign. If you're if there are some values that are misaligned, it's not a, a it's not a death sentence. You have to consider what values are most important, right? So if the top values are misaligned, well that's a problem. But if let's say you know fun is a value and it's like number five of six or five or seven or something like that. And then the other person's value is number three. Well, it's not too much of a descent. Like fun is not number one and then not number 10. That would be a huge descent. So you want to look at, well, how important is the, if you have a misalignment of values, how important are the values that are misaligned to you and to the relationship? Because that 
too will tell you what is the the um, long what is the potential longevity of the relationship. It, so it's not just our, all, and it doesn't have to be all the values that are aligned. I'm not suggesting that either. What I'm suggesting is the top, probably top five values should be similar, should be somewhat aligned, three to five, I would say, in any relationship. So that's important to know. Now, um, what happens when, when you are in a relationship or in a company or in, or in, and you suddenly get the urge to leave or the urge to go? You might look at hey, is there a value shift? Is there a priority shift? Now, it could be there's that or it could be there's a boundary violation. There's a difference, right? Uh, boundary violations are different from, from, from uh, value violations. And boundary violations don't constitute the end of something unless it is a major uh, violation of the value at the same time. If there's a boundary violation, can you reset the boundary? Can you reset it in a different, different way? Are there is there a dialogue that can happen that can reset the and re- store the integrity of the relationship? That's the question to ask. But if it's um, a, a boundary violation that also crosses a value violation, it will then give you the urge the, to, to, to move somewhere else, to move in a different direction. Oftentimes I see this with career change or with the desire to move from one level to another in business and finances um, with big age shifts. Uh, I would say that probably um, turning a decade older, like in the 40s or the 50s, uh, and sometimes it's a half decade, you know, 35 for women is considered advanced maternal age. I remember when that happened for me and I didn't have my son yet. So <laughs> that's a significant, um, th that's a significant uh, mile marker. So mile markers in age can lead to value shifts. Um, big life events, getting married, getting divorced, um, losing a, a close loved one uh, can create major value shift. Think about what just happened over the last two years, um, the, 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 the tridemic, you know, the, the, the pandemic with COVID, the, um, the racial tension and, and the violence. Like those things create, they bring up those, the core deepest of our values and sometimes they change value, they shift our values, right? We start to see things and, and, and realize that what we thought was important to us is no longer important to us. And it is okay to shift values. It's okay that our values change. I think it's actually a sign of evolution. It is a sign of growth when our values um, change and shift over time. And so we need to see it that way. Sometimes um, the people who get left behind because of the value shifts, uh, those are the people who can, who can start to realize that, well, maybe these incompatibilities that happen, um, they're for a purpose, right? They're for a purpose and people off can grow apart. They can grow apart, they can grow back together, but it's all an evolutionary process. So values can evolve just like beliefs can change and evolve and uh, values can you know shift suddenly um, because of life circumstances. And, um, and then, you know, values can be aligned and then become misaligned and they become misaligned in relationship due to various things. You know, as one person evolves, if another person's not evolving at the same level, those values may 
you, that used to be aligned may become misaligned. And then there's something to do about that called having a conversation about what's to do next. All right. And so that's sort of the primer on values. Now, how you, you know, how do you begin to really get at the core values is just by listening for what's important to people at the core. And I've said it a couple of times, but I think it bears repeating is that you can ask someone what's important to you about X and they'll tell you, you can, you can, and then you can go deeper. Like, well, what's important to you about that? And you'll start to get these themes, right? You'll start to get these themes like, you know, to, to have freedom. I want to be free to move around, or I want to, you know, be able to do things on my own terms, or, you know, I, I want to be able to leave a legacy for my kid. You know, it's a big one for me. Legacy is huge. Contribution is huge for me. Um, you know, being, and not just a legacy for my child, but a legacy for the next generation or generation of children. It's kind of why I, I, I do the work with parenting and, and, and do the work also with diversity, equity, inclusion is because I, I love the fact that when I'm gone, this world's got to be better than the way I came into it. And uh, even though right now it seems like, you know, we're taking a little bit of a back step, a backslide, I, I believe that with all of the amazing things that people are doing um, right now in this world that I can see that, you know, eventually we'll reach that tipping point, um, hopefully sooner than later. So this is the primer values. Um, and and it, we'll hear this come up as a theme over and over again, uh, violation of values, evolution of values, values level thinking. And we might talk a little bit about values level thinking in the future. Um, and, and then how to, you know, the alignment and misalignment of values. You'll hear those themes come up uh, and when now when you hear them come up, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about and at the level to which I'm talking about. So that's all for today, my friends. So you all have a wonderful rest of the day. Take care, be safe, be well, and I'll see you next time. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us, and I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.